Dad podcast, a conversation where you join David and Reese at the table as they talk about the many questions of life, whether you're in the car, at the gym, or just distracting yourself from being productive. Why don't you pull up a chair? We're glad you're here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hey Dad podcast, where you join us at the table as we talk about the many questions of life. I am Reese. And I am David. And he's my dad. And we're going to go ahead and jump in with the topic of the day. So, Dad. Yes. We've been talking about vacations. We have. It's made me think about it. And so I'm curious from your perspective, where is a place that you would like to go on vacation right now? What kind of vacation would you take if you could do anything at this moment? Yeah, at this moment, just in thinking about it as we've been talking about it, it's really made me think about I'd like to go on a cruise again. Yeah. And uh, But not just any cruise, of course. I mean, not that Maxwell's tend toward the bougie side of life. but We do. Um, Luxury is how yeah, we prefer the term. Your mom and I did the Viking River Cruise mm-hmm. once. And uh, I would like to do, they have an ocean going biking. Mm. It's a little bit bigger ship. It's not like a monster ship like we've been on for cruise lines, but I think it holds about a thousand. Yeah. It's a good size ship, but it's very nice. And it goes to some of the smaller ports. Mm. And Viking is really big into history. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of, hey, we're going to these historical things. Mm. So when you go on a cruise with them, you get to see all kinds of history. And stuff like that. And I enjoy that part of it. Yeah, I would not, love that too. I'm not really into the party boat kind of thing. So so that would be what I would do. They have some really good ones that go up into the, like the Baltic Sea, up into like, you know, Norway, Finland. That'd be kind of fun to do. I've never been up to that area yeah. of Europe. And uh, that's kind of their home. Mm. Um, they even have some that go up into Russia oh, wow. um, on that. And they, they, I think they do some in Asia now so cool. so any one of those i would go in a heartbeat um just to go and experience it i think it's more expensive if you go by yourself um but i would you know you can I, take me yeah i'll go with you. <laughs> i love that kind of stuff yeah too. yeah your sister might have something to say about that she'll be but, fine she's in korea she's yeah, gonna be fine that's true your sister's already she's experiencing posting pictures of all these amazing places she's going every day already I know, I know. and she's it's, been back for like a week disgusting um but yeah, no, that, that's what I would do right now because uh, just talking about vacations had made me think about, okay, what do I want to do? Yeah. And uh, that would be one that if I could and just had unlimited funds, I would go on right now. Yeah, that's a really good one. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I would probably do a cruise as well. I haven't been on one since Emily and I's honeymoon. Yeah. So it's been three years and I'm ready. I'm ready to go back on another cruise. There's yeah. just no better way to do it. In fact, just to kind of tease this out for you guys, That's right. in a couple weeks, we're going to be doing a whole episode on cruises. We are. Uh, just kind of explaining what they're about, why we love them so much, and why you should too. That's right. Uh, but for me, I have not been on a Disney cruise since I was a kid. That's true. And it was, I remember it being an amazing experience. I'd love for Emily to be able to experience that. Uh-huh. So if we could go on one of the new ships uh, from Disney... Maybe in a really cool location, whether that's Europe or Asia, that would be incredible. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, with Disney, they do amazing shows on the boat. They do all, like they have fireworks go off on the boat while you're there. You know, it's got all the classic things that I love about a cruise, but with that kind of Disney touch to it. Yeah. Now, is it twice as expensive? Yes. Yes. Yes, it is twice as expensive as any other cruise line that offers similar things. But Disney charges twice as much because it's they know that it's that good. Yeah, 
It's Disney. Yeah, we're going to pay for it. Um, so if I could go on one right now, that's where I'd go. Yeah, and, and that would be a fun one, and especially for you and Emma to experience just as a couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, your mom and I went on one. One of our first ones was on what was called the Big Red Boat. Uh-huh. And that was the Disney cruise before there was a Disney cruise. Really? It was the, it was, well, it may have been the official. Uh, it was before Disney cruise had their own line. They were kind of testing the waters mm. with the big red boat and it had Disney characters and all that. And we absolutely loved it. It was great. Yeah. They know what they're doing. They yeah. know how to make it magical. They do. Okay. So our topic of, of the next few sessions is going to be vacations. We've talked about how it benefits you as an individual. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking this time about how it benefits your relationships, how it benefits not just you, but the people around you and even informing new ones. So yeah. uh, just kind of from your perspective, since you have been vacationing a little bit longer than I have, mm-hmm. uh, what would you say are some of the best ways that vacation benefits relationships? I think there's there's a level of relationship that you get out of spending time on a trip together mm-hmm. that it's hard to do at home. Mm-hmm. Um, like like we talked about married couple. I think when you make memories as a couple mm-hmm. of a trip that's just you two, mm-hmm. I think there's something about that that kind of helps you stay connected. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're spending time just with each other. Uh, like your mom and I, bef- before you were born, we we did some trips. And one of them, we flew up to Boston mm. and we rented a car and we drove up to uh, Nova Scotia, Prince Edward Island, because mm. all that's a pretty close drive from the New England area. Wow. And we stayed in bed and breakfasts mm. where we went. So it wasn't super expensive, but it was just one of those things we got to experience together. Mm-hmm. We, we were in another culture and it became really a core memory. In fact, it was, I think, the last vacation before we started the family. It was kind of our big last vacation before yeah. kids. And it was just one of those things for us. It became, you know, we, one of those things we talked about. Yeah. We remembered. And, and I think that's the thing when couples go on a vacation together. The, the vacation is great and you do things you enjoy and you mm-hmm. do, but it's those memories that you really hold on to. Yeah. Because uh, there may be couples out there, they love hiking. Yeah. They love camping. Um, and, and if they go do that, then they create their memories. And I think the key when you're married, you have to be intentional about kind of getting away from the rat race of life. Yeah. And that's where vacations help you out because as a couple, you can go and just spend time together. Mm-hmm. You can kind of re-engage with each other, with life. Yeah. And I think that's an important part that vacation brings to a married couple as one of the relationships. I would 100% agree with that. I mean, Emily and I still talk about our honeymoon cruise. Mm-hmm. And that was you know three years ago at this yeah. point. But that's still like this idyllic, like one day yeah. we'll be able to do something like that again. Yeah, yeah. Because it was just such a blast. Mm-hmm. I've heard you say this before, and I think it's very true. Fun is the emotional glue of relationships. Yeah. Whenever you get to have fun together, you get closer. And I think that is turned up to 11 
whenever you're on a vacation. Because mm-hmm. not only are you having fun, but you're having it in a new environment, in a place that you're all kind of equally wanting to be, kind of unfamiliar with, yeah. and it's just y'all. And so that's definitely, I think, a benefit for couples, but also for families. Mm-hmm. Um, I think an immediate family can benefit a lot from going on vacations, like if you have kids. Yeah. Because I was that kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me, I'm very glad that we went on vacations growing up. Yeah. Um, we did cruises. We did... Uh, I mean, I mentioned the Disney cruise, you know, mm-hmm. the, the the thing at the beginning yeah. was based off of like, I was probably what, 12, 11, maybe even 10. No, I was 10. Yeah, it probably. was, it was, I think it was 06. Okay. So I was 11. Or 05. I think it was, it was before Katrina hit, right? No, I think it was right after. Was it right after that? I think be... you're right about 2006. Yeah. I think it was 06. So I was 11 years old. Yeah. And I'm currently 26. Yeah. And yet... That's the vacation I want to go on right now yeah. because it was such a cool memory because it was our family mm-hmm. and it was actually another family that we went with. Yeah, that's and true. we just kind of went and had a great time. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. And, and that when you have moments like that, it brings you closer together. And so yeah. I think it really benefits. I mean, it, it helped me growing up because for us, I know... We chose to be more putting money towards vacations instead of putting money towards getting the newest, fanciest TV or, yeah. you know, like we had friends that would buy four wheelers and, and ride them around. And we, we didn't really invest in any of that because we would rather do trips. Mm-hmm. And looking back, I'm glad we made that decision because I have so many cool memories with y'all. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people vacations are about spending time with people. Right. And and when you do it in a situation where everyone's having fun together, making those memories together, mm-hmm. it is. It's a glue. It holds you together. You talk about those things as you get older. Right. You spend time together. And it's one of those things that you are intentionally finding a way to spend time as a family. That's a that's a good point. And I think that's where we have to, you know, they think vacations about just getting away and spending money on stuff. No, because a lot of our vacations when y'all were little mm-hmm. weren't uh, a big thing. You know, we would go uh, rent, you know, like a condo by the beach mm-hmm. and we would try to find a small inexpensive condo. We didn't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But for you guys, it had a pool. Mm-hmm. That's all you cared about. You know, you didn't have to have all this or that or the other. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things that... We just made that time to be together as a family. Yeah. You know, sometimes we went to Gatlinburg. Sometimes we went to other places. And it was just us being together. And I think that's the key when it's your immediate family. You're taking time to say this is our family time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's an important part of it, uh, of just hanging together and doing that. And, and really, you can do that with other family members. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked before about the Christmas we all went to Gatlinburg. And mm-hmm. it was our family, uh, your mom's sister's family, yeah. and grandparents. Mm-hmm. And we got a couple cabins, and we all stayed right around each other mm-hmm. and had an absolute... It was one of our favorite Christmas memories. I think it was probably one of the best Christmas memories for me. Mm-hmm. And that that was at the time. I was probably like 12 or something. I think so. Something like that. Yeah. And I do. Like, with, my grandma has a picture of that trip when we all were together and she still has it hung up in her house. Mm -hmm. And every time I see it, there's some nostalgia there because it's like, I mean, that trip was what five days to a week, maybe. Yeah. 
You know, it wasn't a huge trip. It's not mm-hmm. like we were gone for two or three weeks. Yeah. And yet it brought our family closer. I mean, we still have memories from that. And that's just so cool to me. Yeah. And it's one of those that, that being with your family, you know, people say, well, you know, my family gets on my nerves or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I understand that. And that's where you want to be smart in what you plan. Mm-hmm. You know, like we planned it where people had different cabins. Mm-hmm. So we weren't all on top of each other because right. we knew that would not be good. Mm-hmm. Everybody would get on each other's nerves. So we had space, but then we could all come together. Right. And I think that's what made it special is we took the time to plan it out to where everybody had their space mm-hmm. and then everybody could come together. When you were little before uh, Katie was born, uh, Angie's grandmother paid for the family to all go on a cruise together. Wow. And it was one of those things that it was kind of neat because everybody did their own thing during the day. Mm-hmm. But at night, we all ate dinner together. Yeah. And we got to really share, everybody got to share what they did that day, what, what you know, excursion did they go on or whatever. And it was just one of those things that you just got to hang out yeah. and see each other in a different environment, yeah. see each other having fun. And yeah. you could do that anywhere. I mean, everybody could go get a, a lake house and be together and still make those same memories. I agree with that. I mean, I think the perfect example from our story is uh, 2018, I think it was, is we did a trip where my grandparents mm-hmm. uh, paid for like this big look condo and, and we stayed up there and we all kind of just went to the condominium together. Yeah. And it was in, I think, Gulf Shores. So yeah. like for us, that's like three or four hours away. It's mm-hmm. not a far drive. Um and we just hung out. We ate out in the evenings. We spent time together. But we got to celebrate mom's birthday at the time. Yeah. And it was a huge, cool family memory because it was really our last vacation with mom before she passed away. It was. And I know I was talking with my grandma about that a few weeks ago because mm-hmm. we visited them. And she, we were so we were talking about how glad we were that we took that trip. Yeah. Because we got to have memories all together as a big family on mm-hmm. that beach. And were we, you know, on the other side of the planet in a super luxury hotel? No. Yeah. But we were with each other. And that's what yeah. it was about. And that's the thing. And that's where a lot of times on those trips, the family connects in a different way. It, we do. Especially as the kids get older, they get to spend time with their grandparents. They get to have conversations with them. And you kind of build that whole family legacy there. Yeah. Where the memories kind of are built around special events. Mm -hmm. And it's not so much where you go. Like you said, it could be a beach house, a lake house, you know, anywhere. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of taking that time to let's all be together as a family. And and that's what vacations can do. Exactly. And this is this is something you brought up about immediate family trips versus extended family trips. Yeah. Uh, Could you go ahead and explain that? Because that was a good point. One of the things we did was we we had trips that we did as a family that was just us. And then as I worked longer and had more vacation time, then we started doing trips with kind of extended family. Mm -hmm. Um, And the reason we did that is we wanted our family to have memories first. So what we did was we we only had so much vacation time. So we had to to make it to where, okay, we're going to use one week for us. Mm -hmm. It was back when I only had two weeks vacation. And it was like, okay, one week is just us and our family. Mm -hmm. So that would be our main vacation. The other week we used to go maybe do a long weekend and see extended family. Mm -hmm. 
But that was the only way we could prioritize it because our first priority was our family. Yes. And and so I recommend people to do that because you want to make memories as your own family, mm-hmm. as your own unit. Mm-hmm. But you also want to spend time with others. But you, you want to make sure that you're having your memories first. Now, some people, if you and your family get along great and love spending all the time together, then you can do that. Power to you. Yeah. You just want to make sure that it doesn't become something... You know, I've heard just too many horror stories about, well, all the family gets together and people kind of dread it. They hate it. Well, that's going to ruin vacation time. It's true. You want something that you enjoy doing. And so I think priority is your family first and then all the extended family. Mm -hmm. And that means sometimes there may be extended family says, hey, hey, do your vacation with us. And you may, but you also may not. Mm -hmm. And that's where you want to you want to make sure you're prioritizing what's most important. Yes. A good book, if you want to get better at that, is Boundaries by Dr. Yeah, Henry Cloud. That's true. Because yeah, we talk about it all the time. Um, but it works out good that way. Yeah. So I think probably the biggest benefit is it strengthens your relationship with the people that you're closest to. Mm-hmm. I would say a secondary benefit is that you can build new relationships with people that have common interests. So, yeah. Because it takes a certain kind of person to travel, you know, only certain kinds of people really want to go on certain kind of vacations. So like, uh, I would say for me, a great example is actually from cruising, not surprisingly. Yeah. Um, Got to go on a cruise for when I graduated from college. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, I paid for it and my sister paid for hers. And so we just went and just had fun. Yeah. And we got to meet this couple from... uh, Canada that was super cool they were just the nicest people and we just ate lunch with them one day and we just hung out mm-hmm. and so like little memories like that or when Emily and I uh, my wife we got to go on our honeymoon I remember one time we went to the hot tub uh, on that cruise ship and there was a couple from Brazil they were from Brazil and they said it was cheaper for them to fly to Florida and go on a cruise than it was for them to just uh, go to the beach in Brazil because it was so expensive. Yeah, wow. And like we hung out, we shared our stories. They got to give travel recommendations. Like those are, those are really, really cool memories that I have of building relationships with new people or like, you know, being able to just have fun on that same cruise. They had a thing called a silent disco where you had headphones mm-hmm. and it played music that everybody yeah. danced to. And there was three different channels. So everybody was dancing to different songs. Yeah. Uh, and at one point there was like this old couple that came over and was like, Man, y'all are getting it. Y'all are having a fun time. We were like, woo, this is great. You know, yeah, and like yeah. just little things like that are a blast. Yeah. And that is one neat thing is you meet people from all over. Mm-hmm. And and that is one of the aspects of travel that people don't think about is you, it kind of opens your world up, not only where you go, but who you meet. Mm-hmm. You know, you meet people who are from here or from mm-hmm. there and they, they teach you things. Like I remember we were on one trip and we met a couple from France and, you know, they said, hey, have you have you been to France? And we said, no, we haven't been yet. And they said, well, you know, France is beautiful, all this. And, and they said something that was kind of funny. They said, well, you can go to Paris, but Paris isn't really all of France. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like the United States. We say New York's not really all of the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, they were saying the same thing. And it really got us thinking about, you know, I've never thought about traveling to other parts of France because everybody right. just thinks of Paris. Right. But it's a big country. Yeah. And there's beautiful areas you can go see outside of just the Paris. And we wouldn't have yeah. thought of that if we hadn't met that couple. It's true. 
or from the like missions trip perspective, mm-hmm. if you know everybody, anybody ever goes on something like that, and you go to another country and you actually have time to be with these people, yeah, the way that they process life differently, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff you can learn from that. Yeah, there's a lot of things you can learn from how other cultures view things. Yeah, I mean, Katie, for example, is teaching English in Korea, mm-hmm. and she brought up a point. Korea has a very big collective mentality. So they don't just think individual. They also think, well, what's good for the overall country? What's good for the overall society? Mm -hmm. And being in the U.S., we don't really think like that as much. Usually it's like, how does this benefit me? Yeah, we're very individualistic. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. you can just, it's cool to see other perspectives because we can learn from that. Yeah. And really become better people for it. Yeah, I think so too. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump into the questions for today. Um, The first one is this. I feel like I can't afford to travel. What should I do? Yeah, and that's that's the reality. Um, You know, we talk about vacations, we talk about travel. I think you you really have to think about what what can you do? Mm -hmm. What do you have a budget to do? And you say, well, I don't have any budget. Well, maybe there's some things you can cut out to Mm -hmm. save, you know, there is a way to do some traveling, but also have some realistic expectations. Mm -hmm. Like I said, when y'all were young, firstborn, we didn't have much money. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was in ministry. You know, we just didn't have a lot. So our vacations were very bare bones. Mm -hmm. You know, it'd be one of those we go to, you know, we rent someplace that's kind of inexpensive and eat meals there, except maybe one meal a day we would eat out. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or things like that, or get something to, to cook there as a special yeah. meal. So I think you just have to bring creativity to it. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe have realistic expectations. You know, flying to Fiji would be great, <laughs> yeah. but there are other places you can go. Yeah. And there may be some places right in your own state mm-hmm. that uh, you've never been. A lot of people never travel around where they live, mm-hmm. you know, within a one or two hour drive. Mm-hmm. You'll be surprised what's close mm-hmm. that you might could go and have a decent vacation. Mm-hmm. You know, is it a luxury, you know, Disney cruise or whatever? No, but that may be what you can do. Mm-hmm. The key is just to bring some creativity to it. And I think that'll help you kind of overcome that affording thing to where you think you have to spend a huge amount of money. You don't. You can be creative make some planning, and I think you can still make memories without having to spend a lot of money. Yeah, and if you're in that position, we're actually going to be having a whole session on how to make it happen. Yeah, We'll be giving some good practical tips on that, but it, it really is something where having good expectations and looking at what you can cut back on to do it, it are very important parts. Yeah, I think so. Okay, next question. Um, this is very relevant. Got any advice on how to save money in this tough economy? Um, Yeah, that's a toughie right now. Uh, I think it goes back to just being as intentional as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, You're probably going to have to cut some things. Mm -hmm. And and I think what you do is you the best way to start is to line item everything you're spending. Yeah. And then look at, okay, what do I not really need? Yeah, it may be a want. Yeah. You know, the first thing to do is cut the wants out. Yeah. You know, the needs you have to do, like if you're paying for your house, your car, gas, a lot of those are needs. 
But wants might be, okay, I've got five streaming services. Maybe I only need one. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I cut back on how much I spend on my my cable or any other of the things we do. Sometimes we, we don't realize how many things we're, we're spending money on right. until we sit down and look at the actual numbers. Right. So I think, I think start there. Start with what you can cut. Um, that's the first step. And then you can start looking at things like how to earn extra money, things like that. But I think first start with the budget and figure out maybe eating out. Mm-hmm. You know, eating out's expensive. Yep. And eating out less is an easy way to save money. It is. I agree with that. I think that's going to be the number one thing you can do. Yeah. The other thing, uh, like the other thing I could think of, is just avoiding, like practical tip is just to avoid owing money on things. Mm-hmm. By that I mean like, get a little bit of an older car that's cheaper instead of a really fancy car with all the bells and whistles that you have payments on. Yeah, that's true. Settling for, like, you need to settle right now. And that's okay because there's a time where you can afford to get the new fancy thing, but it shouldn't be when the, uh, when the economy's struggling. This is not the time to get the latest and greatest iPhone probably, you know? Uh, especially not if you want to go on a trip, you know? Yeah, uh, that's true. You'll have to pick. You have to pick and choose with stuff like that. So that would probably be my advice in that arena. Yeah. Uh, final question of the day. Somebody said, I just started going to the gym and I don't know what to do while I'm there. <laughs> Help me. Um, wow. Yeah. What I would do first is check and see, does the gym have uh, a trainer? And is it a lot of gyms offer it free Mm. or the person who works there will take you around and show you everything. Mm -hmm. Take advantage of that. Mm -hmm. Don't just walk in and act like you know what you're doing. Yeah. The best thing to do is go to someone and say, hey, I've never been here. I don't know how to do anything. Right. And a lot of the workers are there to show you. Mm -hmm. Now, some gyms may not have that and they may have, you know, things on the wall where uh, someone can do training. Mm-hmm. or whatever. That's not necessarily a bad thing to get someone who maybe could help you mm-hmm. kind of learn some of the stuff. The thing you don't want to do is get on machines that you don't know how to operate mm-hmm. where you kind of hurt yourself. Yeah. And I think start out slow. Mm-hmm. Don't start out just going hard and saying, hey, I saw this one guy on YouTube doing this. I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, you want to you want to kind of see where you're at. If you've never been on a treadmill. Right. Don't expect to go, you know, full sprint on a treadmill. Mm-hmm. You'll fall and hurt yourself. Yeah. So I think give yourself a break. Um, maybe get some help. Get some people who can do it. And then if there's no one there, there's plenty of online things you can look up who have workout plans mm-hmm. you can follow. A bunch mm-hmm. of them are free. And they even have videos of how to do the workout, how right. to do it properly, things like that. Yeah. So don't be afraid to ask for help. I, I 100% agree with that. Like for me... When I was starting to work out, a big help was a YouTube channel called Athlete X. Yeah, that was the best. And it's a guy who's a physical therapist and professional trainer for professional athletes. Mm-hmm. And he just does a bunch of different stuff. There's stuff for certain muscle groups. There's stuff for all kinds of things. And he has programs you can pay to buy. Yeah. You know, um, but you don't have to. I did just his YouTube stuff for like a year or two yeah. before I even bought one of his programs. Mm-hmm. And... You know, it was it worked. Uh, if you're like, no, I don't want to do any of that. Well, really, the only other thing I can give you that's kind of a template 
is there are two kinds of exercises, pushing exercises and pulling exercises. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, one that everyone would think of is a push is a push up. Yeah. A pull could be a pull up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's upper body push pull. Yeah. And then there's lower body push pull. A lower body pushing exercise is a squat. Yeah. A lower body uh, pulling exercise would be like a bridge or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so if you can get, like if you're just looking for a full body workout, if you can incorporate a pushing and a pulling for the upper body and lower body, yeah, that's, that's a, you know, 70% it's a good of, start. of what you can do, you know, yeah. um, or if you're just trying to maintain, you know, that's a good template to look at. But if you really want to make a long-term habit, probably best thing to do would be to invest in asking somebody. Yeah, and even like what you said about the Athlean X, I think the programs are less than a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. um, and they so, last for months. Yeah, and and yeah, they go, and you can use them forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yours. So that's where training, getting a trainer, for about the same price, you might get one of those programs. So I would just look at yeah. all your options and figure out. And who knows, you may have a friend who goes to the gym who knows all that stuff, and they can help you. That's true. One of the best things you can do if you don't understand the gym is find a person who loves it because yeah. there are a lot of people that are just obsessed yeah they like they the gym is their safe place yeah it is it's their it's their place where they go away and, and decompress mm-hmm. that person probably knows every single one of those machines or hates machines and uh, yeah. we'll tell you why and how yeah. you know like that person will help you and even then some of those people it kind of feeds their ego if somebody asks them true so don't think i'm bugging them you know it may make them feel good mm-hmm. that you go up and say hey can you show me how to use this machine? Yeah. Just don't get on there and hurt yourself. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Well, that's the time we have for today. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, and we will see you next time. Thank you for joining us on the Hey Dad Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode today, subscribe so you don't miss any new content. We'd also love for you to rate and leave a review and help us get the word out to more people. If these talks are making your life better, we ask that you share them with someone else. If you have any questions for us or anything going on in your life you want an opinion on, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at questions at heydad.us or send us a message on our Instagram page at the Hey Dad Podcast. Join us next week. We'll have a chair waiting for you.